Hello and welcome to another episode of The Practical Medium. And I am Michelle, your Practical Medium. At least for today I am. Last time I checked. Uh, you know, well, last time I looked in the mirror I looked like myself. So I guess I still am The Practical Medium. Anyway, um, enough with a little bit of lighthearted humor. Or Monty Python-esque as it might be. The uh, topic today I'm going to bring up is what I mentioned in the, la- in the last podcast, which is getting stuck. There is a fear among the living that they will get stuck between the transition from physical life to the non-physical life. Or they have this feeling that a relative is stuck and that they need to get them unstuck and what do I do to help them. And, um, well, long story short, and before I get into this, when somebody gets stuck, it's because they put themselves there. And getting them unstuck is not always an easy job. And as far as do people get trapped and stuck by other things only if they let them. Otherwise, majority of people who die and cross over are met by their loved ones and are pretty much ushered over to make sure that they go. Although it is their choice to turn back at the last minute if they so want to, which does happen. And they get afraid of crossing over. And then they kind of, they, they get stuck in the sense that they don't want to go there because they're afraid of it, but then they can't move forward. And it's their own mind doing this. So nobody is making them stuck. Nobody is keeping them here. Nobody is, you know, going, oh, you can't go there. You must go here. No, it's not the case, actually. It is um, more of an interesting look into our own personal psyches, beliefs, and fears that keep us from moving over than it does than some the influence of another evil person. So, but let's first, I'm going to um, address the basics of this, which is, includes what is crossing over. You've probably... If you're if you're here in the metaphor if you're here because you're in the metaphysical community or you've watched John Edwards' TV show Crossing Over, you you know you're just like, well, what does that mean exactly? Um, or you think you might know, but you want a little clarification or whatever. Here is the exact definition as it's told to me by Ken. It is simply leaving your physical body behind and moving into the light. And the light is not representative of anything other than a doorway you go through. Think of like a, a funky portal in a force field. You're just crossing through what many call the veil, what Ken calls the, the fence. The barrier that separates uh, the physical plane from the non-physical plane. And even then, as I say, I'm only going to call it non-physical for the purposes of differentiation. Because when we go through that portal, it doesn't feel like we've left anything behind, apart from the fact that people can't hear us, talk to us, see us, yada, yada. So that out of the way, that's all that is. It's very simple, straightforward. There's nothing to overthink, overdo, etc., etc. However... It sometimes happens where people get cold feet. They become afraid. They they are confused because they were demen- they had dementia. Pardon me, dementia in life. But they didn't have the even though that they don't have their body anymore and they don't have that brain. And they actually, dementia patients start crossing over long before their physical body goes. And maybe that'll be the subject of another podcast to help people 
understand that as well. But um, in this, for this instance, dementia patients um, tend to get confused and wander as well, like just the same as if they do their, you know, in their body. And um, they don't always cross over the way that they're supposed to. And there's a couple of ways that they have to get, that people get crossed over. And I will come to that because the living can do it. I do it. Um, and, but I will get to that towards the end of the podcast because I want to come back to why people get stuck. So in the interest of full disclosure, I actually just had to pause and delete a f- bunch of uh, recording here because I had Taco Bell tonight and my stomach is kind of not happy about that and it was starting to throw up so much acid into my throat that I had to stop. So I apologize for the disjointedness, but yeah, it's like I, I went to Taco Bell and I I don't pay for it the traditional way. I pay for it in the form of acid reflux. So let's hopefully this stops coming up. All right, so back to the reason why people get stuck and um, how they get stuck. It's in their head and it's nowhere else but in their head. There's this, uh, this concept of free will is not a concept, and um, but to them it is. They think that they, they enable people to give them power over them. They think people have power over them, um, or they don't want to believe what they're seeing through that portal. They think that they're hallucinating the people that have come to take them home. There's any number of reasons where they just don't really want to believe what they see in front of them. And it's because they haven't acknowledged that they've they've left their body. They haven't um, they haven't understood that they're that they're dead yet. There's the number of things that are going on. Dementia people may not realize that they're not with their physical body anymore, so they're still wandering. And you know the relatives will come to people who have had dementia or Alzheimer's and anything that has caused them to lose their mind in that fashion. And try to convince them to move over and go through that portal. But it, it, it's like really seriously like trying to nail jelly to a wall some days. But that's, again, I will get back to that uh, and just kind of explain more about. So people who get stuck, I mean, jump to that, are stuck because they don't realize they can move forward. They've convinced themselves that, you know, that this this isn't real. I'm not dead. And. Hey, why can't anybody hear me? But I'm yelling at them. They should be able to hear me. Oh, wait, they reacted to me. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. They didn't react to me. What the hell's going on here? And they still th- they think everybody around them is a f- that has gone before them in terms of passing. It's just a figment of their imagination because they are so ingrained and engaged in that way of thinking of that they were when they were alive, that there's no life after death, or they're rejecting it, any number of reasons. And this is more of a secular reason. I'm going to get to religious reason, which is I have found interesting. Um, that These are secular reasons, um, just anti-logical, not illogical, but against logical reasons for not wanting to move forward and accept their death and go on to the next phase. Happens. But... In terms of being trapped by something, it's because they gave their free will to somebody else. They said, okay, well, they believed that they were trapped. They didn't realize that they could empower themselves to just walk away from what 
you know, their entrapment and leave it behind. And they stay stuck. But it's because it's their own damn fault. It's not because they, you know, some someone has trapped them. And so it, 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 but it's not, a, it's simple, yes, but it's also complex because our minds are complex and the, the, the the hoops and jumps, the hoops we make ourselves jump through, the the knots that we tie and we don't bother to unpick, um, the, the the crap that we are very good at convincing ourselves of, we're still very good at doing that when we're not physical any longer. So people make all kinds of excuses not to step through the white portal, you know, it's, it, and it's a, and unlike the video game with the red and orange portal ring around the portal, this is just a white portal. So, and the cake is not a lie. So those of you who will get that reference. So in that regard, that's the the bog standard mind thinking of why they don't need to go through that portal or why they think they are stuck here. But for all intents and purposes, intense, not intensive, uh, they are free to move about at any time. They're free to move through that portal at any time and come back. Sometimes they're afraid of it too. They're afraid that they won't come back and they, you know, they don't want to listen to what people are telling them. So they are, yes, stuck, but they are stuck in a prison of their own making, not because somebody has stuck them or held them here. And, you know, so that's, uh, that happens. And it doesn't happen often. I'll be, t- I'll be straight with you. Very few people actually stick like that in that manner. But that happens every once in a while, and it's not something that's a permanent state. Either they figure it out on their own, or you have somebody like me as a medium come along and say, Hey dude, they're waiting for you. Uh, Yeah, I hear you. You see see me talking to you and responding to you. So guess what? No, this isn't a fantasy. I'm still physical. You're not. Get your butt over there. They're waiting. You know, I, I don't phrase it like that unless the person is on that level of conversation. But, you know, that's basically the idea. So religion also plays a role. And this is especially true of people who grew up in hell and brimfire um, houses and, you know, families or churches. Because, um, now, I'm not going to sit here and work on denigrating anything to do with religion that is not my job but you anybody who has seen the movies or gone to churches like this know that there's a very strong um emphasis on going to hell if you are a sinner and the the way that that these a lot of times the church and religious have defined a sin is so narrow that even smoking a cigarette can be considered a sin against God. And so people who were um, raised like this become sometimes become afraid that there is judgment waiting for them on the other side of that portal. And they, um, they kind of go, hmm, I don't want to go. They become afraid. And they, they get them, again, they get themselves stuck. They get themselves stuck between this world and that world, and they don't know what to do. They 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 can't connect with their family any longer. So they they sometimes they roam. Sometimes they cause trouble because they're bored and they're angry, or they're just don't know what to do themselves. Others go hide. 
But they become. But when they, a medium come, like me comes across them and knows that they are actually in fear of what is awaiting them on the other side, I will have no problem. You know, if if I can if I can ferret out their religion from them, sometimes they don't want to talk about it. Sometimes they do. Or if the family can explain to me, or just get, tell me what religion they are, I can use that as my guidance. And I can use that to tell them, look, there's no judgment. There's no hell. You are not, you, you have not done anything in life to let down your God. You have not done anything in life to disappoint the higher entities. You have, that is not how this works. And what I do is, and this is going to sound really strange and maybe even a little egotistical, but this is how this works. I won't say ever as a medium, I have a direct line to God because I don't. Um, God and the goddesses out there, the major entities, the major players, they're as much of aware of my existence as they were, they're aware of an existence of an ant. I'm really nothing to them. And their focus is on the universe at large and not necessarily people like me. So I'm never going to tell you that I can talk to God because I can't. I, I mean, I could if I really worked at it, but it would get me nowhere and it wouldn't do, any, do me any good. It wouldn't do this world any good, so I just don't go there. However, what I can do for somebody... And who is religious and let's say let's use the Christian faith just because it's on the top of my head um, and they were taught of you know the the, the mother Mary uh, father Joseph and Christ the son uh, and they think that they're all these three people are going to be on the other side of that portal um, or, or not going or they're not going to be there to welcome them home that when this person steps through that they are going to be told that they are awful people and sent straight to hell by the people that they, they, they think they should love, who are Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. I can send out a call to tell these entities that go by these names that there is a faithful person who needs to be welcomed home. And I can go to that faithful person and I can tell them, look, trust me. Everyone around me trusts me. You can trust me too. And you can trust my word that when you go through that portal, you will be welcomed home by these people and you will be loved. And nobody's going to judge you. And nobody's going to send you back to the people that, that abused you, the people that convinced you that this was the way, anything in that nature. Because... Sometimes you get people who are abused in the name of religion, and that's not cool either. And they need to understand that when they cross through, that they are not going to encounter those people any longer if they don't want to. Because, again, free will. <clears throat> but they don't have to. They, they need to be told that by me or and trust me. And I will literally hold out my hand to them, even though I can't feel them in the sense that they're holding my hand. But my gesture of holding out my hand to them is enough to say, trust me, and unstick them and get them to realize that when they peek through, the people I'm telling them are going to be there are really there waiting for them. So, again, like I said, I am not looking to be um, egotistical here or 
you know, same as soothsayer or I am superior. I am not. I am just like the next person next to me on the street. I just have a more connected, more ability to connect with weird stuff than anybody else does. So, due date, I have crossed some people over and that were convinced they were stuck for religious reasons, convinced that they were stuck because of secular reasons. Um, and I still have not come across somebody who has been in dementia that I've had to help. Uh, I've talked about the gangbanger that decided to try to, um, and this is, I wrote this out on the blog or I'd sent a podcast somewhere. I'm not sure which, if you haven't heard it, dear listener, but suffice to say that this gangbanger needed to go home. She needed to cross over because she was rejecting death and she needed to have some peace. And... I took everything that made her happy and told her it's waiting for her. That there's no judgment for her wanting to live her life this way. She can go home and she can she can cross through that that portal, as she has somebody who there who she loves who is waiting for her. And I named him and she saw him, and she realized that she could go live her life in a drug-filled stupor. And I kid you not, this is what she wanted. And not be judged, not be called home, not be forced to go to school because she was a teenager. And uh, that she could be tough girl all she wanted and do what she wanted. And still have the love that she needed. Because that was what all these things are what was important to her. And she needed to know that they were there waiting for her. And to date, she has not been back. Because she listened, she believed me, and she left. She has not bothered me since. So that's a little bit of an update on her, but that's also an explanation of what I had to do to convince her to move forward. So, you know, it's different for everybody. I have to tailor the moving somebody, crossing somebody over to their specific particular needs. And um, so if like somebody hears like, from another medium, hey, my family member is stuck but this medium didn't know what to do or didn't help me, or I don't think they helped me, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't criticize what other mediums do or don't do for the by, by and large. But if somebody comes to me and says, I want to move, I want to help this person cross over because they're not moved. I, my feeling that they are not, that they're stuck is hurting me. It's hurting. I have a family. It's hurting this person. So I will have no problem and I, you know, just come to me and say, can I do, can you do this for me? And I will do it. It doesn't something I charge for at all because it's not something that is worthy of charging because somebody needs help like that. I can't say no. I mean, yes, I can, but certain situations and if somebody approaches me directly and I know I can help, I will. It's so it's just something I do. That's it. That's all there is to it. So on that note, I will take care of people the best I can and make them go and, and not make them, but convince them to move forward and move through the portal and start the next phase until everybody comes home. So, all right. Now I'm going to uh, touch a little bit on dementia patients. Um, and I call them patients uh, because I don't like to use the word sufferer. Even though, yes, uh, dementia people do suffer. The Alzheimer's and your standard dementia. Some people go into an angry dementia. Some people go into a happy dementia. But uh, in Alzheimer's people just completely, it sucks. 
but I am going to, for the purposes here, uh, call them patients because they are suffering and they are being treated. And modern science hasn't caught up with how the brain deteriorates. And I once read a description of how dementia robs us of our ability to find our memories. And the, the equivalent, the, the description was, imagine your memories as a bunch of, of chests of drawers. Your head is up full of these chests of drawers. And you go into these chests of drawers trying to find your memory and it's not there. And of course you're going to get angry and confused. And it also goes to, it also goes to the fact that what I know as a, as a medium is that our memories are stored off site. We are literally storing our memories in the cloud for recall now and recall later. It's a little weird, but yeah, that's memories aren't always stored on site in our brain. Some, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. It depends on how frequently you need them. Again, another story for another time, but that is how the memories work for the average human being. So somebody who has lost their ability to go to their chest of drawers and into their closets and into, you know, whatever you'd like to use for your visual, gets frustrated. They get angry. They get upset because something that was dear to them is now gone. And you can't tell them that they have, that they haven't lost it, that they just, it's just waiting for them because they don't know. They are truly trying to find their navigate their way through two worlds and as I'm talking about this Ken is actually touching my scalp and I know why because his mother-in-law who's uh, a sweet lady went through dementia and she he watched her go through this so he's gonna probably have some input as well not about her physical life but what about what what went on in her head because he knows now because she predeceased him um, so we'll see if that happens, but, um, he normally does not approach me during a podcast, but he did do it. So there's something, well, maybe, maybe not. It's Ken. He's a slippery eel some days. Anyway. All right. So dementia people, as hard as it is to sometimes to be sympathetic and compassionate towards their plight, because they can be difficult and they, they can't do anything to fix it. Um, the consolation is knowing that they're on the other side partially. Their, their minds leave before the brain completely deteriorates. And um, because the brain simply cannot hold the, and, and make the connections that is needed to hold our spirit in place. So the body still persists and exists because of our lizard brain. The lizard brain tells us to eat. It tells us to blink. It makes our hearts beat. It keeps us functioning. But the lights are on eventually and no one's home at a certain point. And unfortunately, some people's bodies can persist long after the dementia has been a, a 100%. It happens. And why it doesn't make sense. But most of the time, these dementia patients already have moved over and moved on but they don't recognize that they have done that they don't recognize that they are with their canasta club again or that they're playing bridge or pinochle with their friends um, like they once did and you know sipping on a nice ice cold beer and jesus i know where that's from sorry <laughs> that's from ken um but you know it's um their bodies, they, they still, so they come back and forth between their physical body and that side of the, the physical body. 
they don't know where they're at. They get lost. It's unfortunate that this happens, but it's a it's a form of self-protection that the soul does. The soul does this to prevent them to not get caught up in the, the physical deterioration. So it starts moving forward long before the body does. And that's how dementia patients wind up getting stuck. Because they, once they are, their physical body is gone. Believe it or not, this, this does not happen until the physical body has ceased function. There is still a connection with the physical body and sometimes you will see a dementia patient spark up for a moment when their brain is supposed to be completely gone and be lucid again. It's because in that moment enough synopses have firing to create the connections to have a brief moment of lucidity and then it's gone again. So the brain gets, the, the spirit gets pulled back into the body. So you have all this stuff going on as I'm talking about, and it, it's very easy to understand why somebody gets confused as to their reality. One moment they're, they're hanging out with their friends from down the street from 50 years ago and playing bridge. The next moment they are in a, in a nursing home or in a, in a, in a clinical setting or they're not in their home, they're not around, surrounded by the people that they just were surrounded by, and, well, you get confused too. So the going back and forth sucks, but it's not much we can do. So when they do die, they don't know where they're at. They don't realize that they haven't finished going through the portal, literally. They have not, they have one little iota that still needs to cross through. And uh, if they're still in that frame of mind, which they frequently are of still being in the confused state that comes with dementia, then they are not going to know where they are. And they are not going to be stuck necessarily, but they're not going to be fully crossed over. And what happens with that, and again, I have yet to have somebody come to me with a dementia person um, and asked me to help them to, to cross over because somebody said they were stuck. And I haven't had a dementia patient come to me and tell me, hey, I'm stuck, can you help me? Because they don't know. They literally do not know that they are stuck. So I haven't had either of these things happen yet uh, it, it, to me. Maybe I will now that I've said that and put it out there in the universe to say, oh yeah, you need experience there, so here, have one. <laughs> Who knows? But long story short, you have one side which is the other side of the fence, the, the, the undead side, as I put it, saying, come on, come on, come on, just, just bring your, the rest of you over, it'll be fine. But you have them, the person who's in dementia, looking back at the people who are still alive and going, I should be there, you guys are dead. They're still living, I'm supposed to be with the living. I, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go try to be back with the living. Seriously. They will fight to be with the living because the living isn't telling them that they're dead and that they need to move on. Do they see their own wakes? Do they see their own funerals? Yes, but to them, it feels like a dream. So they don't realize that it's actually really happened and that their death has really happened because they are in that twilight state. So when these things happen and uh, there's a sense that somebody's not moved all the way through to the other side because they were a dementia patient, the living has to help out. The living has to go, okay, Grandpa Joe, you're done with this life. You're done with this world. 
you're not going to get help from us anymore because we can't physically help you. We can only help you move forward. We can only help you go through. So please, be at peace. Go to the other side. Your friends are waiting. Grand, you know, grandma's waiting for you or whoever's waiting for you. You know, they're wait, the family members are there and waiting and want them to come over. So on the one side, the living need to, to push and shove. And on the other side, the undead will yank and pull until that last little bit comes through and they are fully on one side. But if that doesn't happen, a lot of times the dementia patient will wander, will be confused and not know what the hell's going on because, again, it feels like a dream state to them because nobody's really coming through and, say, and giving them definite, direct direction. And, uh, you know, it happens. Is it tragic? Yeah. Is it the end of their world? No. Because eventually one or two things happens. Either the family says, gets wind of this and says, move on, or enough time passes, and that can be quite some time, where they finally get a clue and go, oh, wait, I don't need to be here anymore. Okay, I guess I'm going this way. And they move the rest of the way through. So again, yeah, I, I know that sounds kind of, it's, it's getting stuck really just isn't a thing. The only way you're going to get stuck is if you're afraid what's on the other side. If you reject death or you reject the concept that you're dead and that um, or you accept that somebody else has power over you and there are things out there that will trap the you know human souls and try to keep them around as long as they can you know and it basically enslave them but i'm trying not to be too dark and negative because it's not quite all about that but there are things out there that try to do that not you know and hope that their intended victims never realize that they can just walk away at any time and give you the finger so and that's maybe why i'm talking about this is to provide a public service announcement <clears throat> if for those who worry about it don't just give these gives give give a, a would-be captor the finger and go through the portal anyway the, so you have these these the, the three typical reasons why somebody might seem like they're stuck or they stick themselves or they they are too confused to unstick themselves but apart from that nobody ever really is truly stuck on this planet when they die it's only by choice and are there people who want to do that willingly and not cross over absolutely it happens all the time they reject death or they reject the fact that they need to move on or they won't leave their house and they haven't been kicked out. You know, there's, I could go on and on and on. There are people that just do not want to leave. So it happens. But for the most part, the ones that do want to move forward do get to move forward and they do not remain stuck even if they get hung up for a little bit. So hopefully that will put some minds to rest about this topic. And, uh, you know, and understand a little more about what it is about, you know, how how free will works in terms of making these decisions. You don't have to give your free will to anybody. And that includes on this side of the fence and on the other side of the fence. That means if somebody tells you you have to do something that you don't think is right, you do not have to do it because they cannot make you. That's called slavery. So it don't it grant you... we. We perform little acts of slavery every day, like wage slavery, like listening to a boss or whatever. 
And that's because it's a survival, necessity of survival. Excuse me, tripping on my S's. But by and large, there are things when you know it will be right to take a stand. Whether it is while you're physical or not physical. And you will know when it is your time to say, no, not today. So on that note, I uh, hope everybody who's listening has had a decent week and Memorial Day weekend's coming up, so enjoy yours. And hopefully wherever you are, it will not rain and it'll be warm and full of sunshine. So on that note, walk an easy path, be good to one another, and especially be good to yourself. And until next time, I am Michelle, The Practical Medium.